Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Well, welcome along, everybody, to our latest episode of the RTGA podcast. Myself and Rory are joined by Tomas O'Shea and Kieran Whelan. And Tomas, what a day of football we have to get stuck into. It just really felt like the football championship came alive yesterday. We were waiting long enough for it. We were, and we were giving out, and we were complaining. We were asking for change, and we were asking. We also, to be fair, Jackie, we did say that the latter stages of this championship has a potential. When you have the top teams going at each other, when you have the championship field, that there would be huge excitement. I, I still think we probably didn't expect to see what we saw yesterday, uh, Kildare beating Roscommon, Armagh turning over Galway, and in particular, Cork um, giving a brilliant performance to turn over Mayo. And then you had Westmeath above with Tyrone and uh, John Heston. It was, it was just quite exciting. Uh, the football was good. The quality was there. There was championship atmosphere everywhere. I went to... Um, I went to myself up to Port Leash. I watched Kerry, and even though it was one side, it was still, you could see that Kerry are actually, I would feel that there's something in them, that there was there was a lot of people in Kerry maybe looking at them and saying, yeah, maybe there's a bit of a hangover from last year, but I really think it's spicing up and we're going to get some sprint down the tracks for the last five or six weeks. It's going to be brilliant, hopefully. Yeah, I think Kerry and Dublin both feel like they finally entered the championship yesterday as well. Kieran, let's take them down, kind of break them game by game. It feels to me, maybe look, the two Cork people here, me and Rory, might feel this way, but it did seem to me that that Cork-Mayo win was in a lot of ways the result of the day because of the impact it has on the championship, but also the drive that it gives, I suppose, a Cork team who were probably progressing the, the right way over the last number of weeks, but this is definitely a, a seismic leap in terms of their journey. Absolutely, Jackie. Like a, a massive shot in the arm for Cork and much maligned Cork, I suppose. You know, kind of 10 years criticising Cork and wondering about Cork football and what direction it was taking, that there was plenty of talent down there, that the younger success wasn't wasn't flowing through to the senior team, many changes in management. Um, and you kind of sense that it was coming uh, to a certain degree because they were resilient against Kerry uh, and maybe that performance against Kerry was was better from a Cork point of view rather than Kerry being poor. Um, they certainly put it up to Mayo yesterday in terms of, you know, you could definitely see the Kevin Walsh factor. Um, he had them very, very well organised defensively. Um, you know, Mayo were expecting it. It's no doubt about it. Mayo were expecting that. And it was something they'd worked on. They'd struggled against Loud. They struggled again yesterday. Cork turned them over. In the first half, numerous times you could see that Mayo were trying to play with width, but they didn't really penetrate the Cork defence at all. And then Cork's running game was 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 excellent on the counter attack. Um, and you would, I I would say though, the penalty was probably very soft, you know. And and Tommy Conroy comes on and the sticks one in the back of the net, and 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 Mayo goes six points up. And you're thinking Mayo should close this out. And then the penalty gave Cork just that impetus, that momentum again. And then to take over the last quarter, you know, was was, was st- what, what Sherlock done coming off the bench, uh, and 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 they grew in confidence. And what a, what a fantastic win for them! And I think you've got to look at it in both contexts. You've got to look at it from the perspective of the brilliant Cork performance, and then it leaves a lot of question marks over Mayo, and and particularly that last 
10, 15 minutes or that last 10 minutes when Mayo needed leaders, when they when the game was was going against them, when they and that's the question mark that you would have had against Mayo all year was when the pressure comes on, do they have people that can stand up? And it was kind of left to Paddy Durkin. You know, he kicked a couple of wides, but he was the only one that was really trying to maybe drive on and get something in that last 10 minutes. And 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 it would be your biggest concern, I'd say, for for Mayo going into the rest of the championship. And we know the draw they have now going down to Salt Hill next week. But just that firepower in their forward line, you know, just looking back this morning, and I think, you know, if you park the Kerry game, which suited the Mayo style of play, I think they got four points in play against Go in the league final, six against Roscommon, one six against Cork, and seven from Loud. That's just not good enough. Uh, and the reliance on Ryan O'Donoghue to win freeze, Jordan Flynn had to pitch him at four points. You know, you'd be worried about that firepower up front. But getting back to Cork, it leaves Cork in a great position. Home draw, Roscommon next week, and and Roscommon licking their wounds after after yes, they all give them the eleven wides. But it, that that is that is a great opportunity for Cork now next weekend. Yeah, look, Rory, I can see you smiling away there. You enjoyed yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. Waiting for this for months, years, years. Not months, years. Like we're going back to, to like it's their first victory over a tier one team since the famous uh, night in November 2020 Munster final against Kerry. Um, they have been in the wilderness for a long time. They're definitely they're not out of it yet. They're still a Division two team, but to go down there where there was again a paltry Cork support. And that's the one thing that I would absolutely hope, especially given that the hurlers are gone, Jackie, and I would implore and I would call for Cork supporters to get out. This is a team worth following. Like They have shown unbelievable grit, unbelievable determination. There's a really good spirit there. I know you picked up on the incident last night involving Rory Maguire and Colin O'Callaghan was probably equally lucky, maybe not to get something more severe than a yellow card. But I was delighted to see that type of stuff because far, far too long, Cork teams have been way too docile, way too passive, not aggressive enough. And that's been largely a criticisms of them. This team is definitely different. You can see, yes, Tomas is correct and Wheelow is correct to Kevin Walsh print. But what, what, what you can absolutely see a lot more is the John Cleary uh, print all across it. They are a far more united bunch. They are definitely not going to go down without a fight. And I think it's a brilliant draw for them next weekend. And I really do hope now that there's a big crowd comes out and gives them the support they deserve. Mm. What about Mayo then, Tomas? Because by virtue of losing that game... They also have a chance at the end of the game to even one more point. If Aidan O'Shea puts that over the bar, they're in a second place and they're at home. Instead, they find themselves having to go to Salt Hill next weekend, as Kieran says. And you do wonder, the mind boggles with this Mayo team, how on earth they beat Kerry on that opening day of the group season and still find themselves here on the road. They are just the great anomaly every single championship. Yeah, well, I do think, um, Jackie, you, you talk about they came back at the start of the year and they were had obviously an awful lot of work done and they hit the ground running and they had a brilliant national league and everybody started talking to them about them, how, how, how fit, how energetic, how, how Aidan O'Shea had gone in, how they had mixed up, how they were solid at the back, how they were arresting key players at the back and introducing new fellas and mixing with the running game with now a kicking game as well and there was tweaks made. And throughout all that, and uh, look, it seems an old, it is the old cliche. We all touched on it there. Like they had four forwards that didn't score from play yesterday. You, there was an over-reliance on Ryan O'Donoghue. When teams 
and they they will the better teams will it's, I'm, not, I'm not writing off Mayo because too many people have written off Mayo and the next thing they'll answer that and they have character whatever else they have they have character but it will always be whatever team anything the only thing that will suffice in Mayo right now is winning in our Ireland because these big victories in semi-finals and quarter-finals this team there's a, probably a, a few of them gone they'll want to win in our Ireland so that's what they're going to be judged on but I'll argue it, and I've always said it, when in All-Ireland you're going to have to have marquee forwards and that is going to be thrown at them here again. You know, they'll go and they'll lick their wounds yesterday uh, morning. It looked like they were going to top the group and have their two weeks off and everything was going hunky-dory. Um, I thought Kevin McStay was very frank yesterday. He basically says, we don't have time to be feeling sorry for ourselves now. We have a job to do and that's what they're going to have to do. It. And by God, they're after getting a tough one, having to head uh, to Galway. Uh, because Galway will not be happy with their own um, performance. Not their, that they won't be happy. They won't be happy losing to Armagh. They'll want to get back in the horse. It's obviously knockout now. Um, Boric Joyce has, has put a team together that don't um, have a mental block against Mayo. It was the other way around for a couple of years. So it's an unbelievably difficult challenge now for Mayo um, to lift it go down there and get a win. But the other thing, just going on the, the Cork um, win, which was huge and which I'd have, despite what people think, I'd have fierce time for what they do down here and not what they put up with. Because I I, I sent uh, Dr. Khan a, a short text last night. All I said was, Hurling County, me hole. That's all I said to him. <laughs> yeah. Fairness, he got a kick out of that. Yeah. But I do think... The one thing that's constantly been thrown at Cork, and in fairness, Kildare answered it as well yesterday, is that they cannot, they, they, they get this, they lift everybody's hopes, they get a big victory. And Rory spoke about the reasons that you could argue, yeah, this is a little bit different. There's a little bit of character. There's a little bit of stuff. There's a little bit of defiance about them. Jack Connor spoke, and everybody thought he was plumb-assing everybody by saying Cork are better than people actually think. But the next one, if Cork, I would be, I would say Cork have turned a serious corner if they turn Roscommon over next weekend, and if they can do that, I think yes, they're they're back, they they're they're in a place where they haven't been for a long long time, and I don't think like you give you give Cork people something to shout about and they'll follow, they will. So I don't think it would take if you if they get a good win here the next day, I guarantee you they'd have a good support uh, going cool. wherever, but. Then again, lads, and this is the, the enjoyment, it's going to be ridiculously hard to call that game as well because, to be fair to Roscommon, um, straight away after the game, um, David Burke was saying, not happy in any way with the way they played yesterday, just did not show up in his eyes. Um, so he'd be looking for a reaction there, which makes, you know, you have knockout football, it's going to be a brilliant, brilliant match. Like, And then you have the Mayo-Galway. It's what we've been waiting for, and I think yeah. we didn't possibly expect what we got yesterday. But by God, it's going to be it's going to be some belter next weekend. And and one thing, Jackie, sorry, Wheelo, just I just do think it's important. And I know Peter mentioned it with you last night about um, Croke Park taking a bow. I wouldn't agree with that at all. I think. I know that yesterday was an incredible day, but we shouldn't forget this is a, there's an element of recency bias that can kick in sometimes. And we shouldn't forget how dreary and how lacking the first two rounds were. I think 
Eamon Fitzmaurice wrote a fantastic column on Saturday and I think I would still bin these preliminary quarterfinals and the very easy way of avoiding dead rubbers is the two winners play each other in round two and the two losers play each other in round two and you would still have gotten what we got yesterday without having a calendar that's already in on top of itself. And we know now there's probably going to be a lot of unhappy people come next weekend when the broadcasting plan is laid out. Because again, it's a case of you're trying to, you know, put square pegs into round holes and there isn't enough time. It all comes back to our calendar, our old pal. But I don't necessarily think that just because it was brilliant yesterday shouldn't detract from the first two rounds, which weren't great now, let's be honest. I think Roy, I'd agree with you there. I think sometimes in hindsight analysis, you know, it was a fantastic day. Jackie, it was brilliant. Watching, brilliant. Having the laptop going and, and watching TV and looking at what's going around the country. And that's kind of, that's what we want in the football championship. It was great excitement, but there's still 12 teams standing this morning. And, you know, yesterday morning, you got to wonder, you know, some of those teams, certainly the likes of Mayo, you know, Galway, um went into those games known, I'm not common, known they were still in the championship. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that does have a small psychological effect, whether Correct. way we wrap it up, that, that still has a psychological effect on the players. If we had two qualifying yesterday, it would have been some day because Tyrone, Roscommon and Mayo would have went out. It would have been just incredible. Uh, but, you know, there's 12 still standing and I think people were beginning to vote with their feet. I think the attendance over the weekend were only six, 7,000 in a couple of places. So it's brilliant. It was a brilliant day and we've loads to look forward to and we've been kind of, you know, we've been trying to be positive and hoping and, and I think Tomas and myself were discussing this on Saturday. I still think the structure is right. I think yeah. it, it's we, we wanted it. It probably just needs a few tweaks. Desi Dolan came out this morning saying, you know, he was concerned about player welfare in terms of the, the amount of games back to back and stuff like that. That's the first kind of manager maybe to come out. Obviously, I think when you look within the camps, with three qualifying, it suits the managers because it's a better chance of staying in the championship. You know what I mean? They're going to be all for it and the players are going to be all for it. So it was it was a brilliant day, but I don't think we can ignore the, the last couple of weeks. And, and, and it probably will mean that we'll keep this format next year, I think, mm. uh, based on the excitement of yesterday. I, th I think that's one thing that probably will flow through from it. Yeah. Okay, teams will probably... Jackie, Contours. teams will probably... You know, they look back and we're all learning. It's the first four, a year that the format is in. They look at the say, geez, had we earlier, had we targeted a couple of games. That point at Desi Dolan, and I actually, we said it there the last night on the show, um, you know, it, I think they're getting closer to it. And McGinney gave a great mm. interview yesterday. He basically said, uh, we're, we have it. We have games. We're happy. We're playing away games. But I do think week on week, it does have an impact on teams. It would be great the kind of, I think you drop the league final, you drop the uh, preliminary quarterfinals, that gives you two weekends. And then if the GA, I would think that they could extend the whole championship by two weeks just yeah. to let it breathe in some way and give teams that two yeah. weeks. Jack Connor spoke. The ideal, the ideal championship, I've always said for years and years and years, you'd love as an intercounty footballer type games every two weeks. I know that's not perfect or it's not, but I do think that we're getting to where we should one, be. One, one, week, one week, one week recovery, one week prep. But even even yeah. even on that, Tomas, gone. If you look ahead to next week and you look, we're talking about Mayo and Mayo having to recover six days and get their head around it, and you probably see the likes of Tommy Connery start. But look at Galway. Sean Kelly went off for the series. Yeah. Yes, he was in a boot. Uh, and then Damien Comer didn't start. I don't know what 
current status is with his injury. So six days to recover, that could be monumental in terms mm. of the impact it could have on And him. it is, it's impossible to have two weeks between every game, I know. But certain weekends, if a team has gone two weeks in a row, there's no way, you know, that they should be going a third week. It is. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, like, it's amazing. One day, one day in the positivity that's there compared to where it was, like, you know, even, even, like that, just thinking about that Galway game and the the freeze, the excitement at the end, and Shane Walsh's and the free just before. I don't think either of them were a free. Actually, I don't know what, what the lads think. I don't think either of them were frees at all. Um, but yeah, one like Sean Kelly was outstanding for for Galway, and like I suppose you'd have to look at Armagh. Armagh were were. Absolutely. They celebrated uh, it, Tomas, genuinely, like they'd won the Ulster title or an All-Ireland final. I haven't seen Geezer that animated in about 10 years, genuinely. Yeah, and I don't yeah, think, look, I, I know he said that the people were down on him. And it, I felt there was no comparison to that Armagh team. And he can say what he likes, like, but there was a different... They went after Galway yesterday. And I know there are certain teams you should have, go after and there are certain teams... And he said that they have been they, down the past, they've had really, really tight games. But Armagh went at Galway yesterday and they were, were ferocious. They, they were, didn't back off. They, 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 they pushed up higher up the pitch. Um, and you know they're capable of that. And you know they played a long ball yesterday, a lot longer than they were playing it, possibly in one or two games. And I suppose if you dissected it every single game that this year that they've played, they probably have had the long ball there awful lot but they just didn't spark and yesterday they sparked and I suppose you know who like Armagh have that potential that was without Ryan O'Neill who's supposed to be their 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 key man in, in Talisman um, but that, that was like I suppose he has come on the wrong side of so many close matches and you could just feel the relief in actually getting over the line finishing top having the two weeks um, and it's in a huge place there's nine, 90 or above um, in Armagh and I think for the first time you could even hear within their own ranks where you know there might be there might be that small little bit of pressure but that was a huge win for them and you know there wasn't a full house there yesterday um, wherever um, I mean whatever the team they do get in the quarter final it's going to be insane but uh, they look forward to it but you could see the relief in it and, and, but they deserve that that win they, they, they fought hard and they earned it yeah, and look, when you look at the last 12, Kiran, five of them are Ulster teams. It just shows you again, you know, when we do talk about the formats, they're obviously doing something right there because all of these teams are going, like Derry, you look at them going so quietly about their business. I know you may say Tyrone got lucky, but you look at the performances of that Armagh team and like it, they're clearly battle-hardened at this stage of the season by what by the virtue of what's going on there. Absolutely, Jackie. And, 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 and I can, you can fully understand the relief yesterday is as Tomas touched on there. They've come out the wrong side of a good few harsh decisions and very, very tight games. And to their credit, they've been very entertaining over the last couple of years and they've been involved in a lot of a lot a lot of quality games. And they have a lot of quality players like And loads and loads of rows. Yeah. Yeah, certainly yeah, <laughs> like plenty of rows. But uh, yeah, like you can see they're 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 like I think probably the criticisms that Armagh were taking was more that people had a belief that they were they were better. They had more quality than they were kind of shown and they were playing with a little bit more conservatism. Uh, because when you look at their forward line and you look at, like Stephen Campbell has been 
excellent for them last couple of years. Rory Grugan, brilliant. They found Connor Turbot in the corner. Andrew Mornan, edge of the square. Rean O'Neill. Uh, you know, they've they've top quality forwards. And they obviously went about the league this year, setting their stall out and making sure they had a, a, a solid defensive structure there. And then they try building it and they try and play counter-attack kicking football when it's on. Some days it's not on, but I think it's more that people have felt that there's been a little bit more more in them. Even in, in even in the game against Tyrone, I know the sending off is critical, but they still hung in there to the very end. And, and I thought at periods during that game that they looked flat, they looked you know, their confidence, there was still a, a hangover from the Ulster final. But then the last 10 or 15 minutes, all of a sudden they push up in Tyrone and only for my Morgan, my Morgan made a mistake, they could have they could have nicked it. So I, I, I fully understand the relief for them and they're probably the one team that certainly needs a break because I think they've probably played more matches than anybody that were in the preliminary round in Ulster. Uh, they've been on the road more than anybody has in the last, last couple of months. So the week off will give them a chance to regroup. And I'd say... It was an extra bonus because they probably anticipated Tyrone were going to win and never thought they might top the group. Um, and, and, and that was a, a, an added bonus for them to get the week off. So I, I can understand the elation and 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 the, they've brilliant support and they'll they'll get massive, massive crowds down for that quarter quarterfinal. Yeah, look, I think it'll be really fascinating to watch how they go, Rory, and how they continue their journey. What about the teams then who lost at the weekend? Because when you look at the the draw, let's say you've got Galway, Mayo, Donegal, Tyrone, Kildare, Monaghan, Cork, Roscommon. Of the teams who lost at the weekend, it's a very quick turnaround, you know, as the lads have outlined there to just like even listening to Kevin McStay talking about, you know, there's not a lot of time to get back up on the horse and recover on this quickly. How deflating is it for those teams in terms of trying to turn this around in the shortened calendar that you've talked about there? And all are all the teams that lost are all traveling next weekend? I mean, I yeah, except for Galway as well. Galway managed to still get a home draw in spite of the fact that they lost. But the yeah. other teams, <clears throat> Mayo lost there on the road, Tyrone yeah. lost there on the road, Monaghan lost there on the road, and Ross, Ross Common. Common, and Ross yeah, Common lost. Rory, the geography of it's not too bad though. You know, when you look at the fixtures, Ross Common probably have the the longest journey. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think it's. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, look, it is. It's going to be a six-day turnaround for some of them as well, on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. Lads have to go in and do a week's work, try and recover, try and get their mojo back in some way. And, you know, you're going in probably against a team that's, you know, after getting a massive shot of confidence then on top yeah. of all of that. So, like, it does go... It, the, the, like, there is something to admire in these prelim quarterfinals to a certain extent in that it shows the value of finishing second as opposed to third. Uh, but again, to go back, I wouldn't let that disguise what we probably saw in the first two rounds. I think from... All the teams, actually, right throughout the group stages, I just want to give one mention, Jackie. I think Westmead were absolutely outstanding. I totally agree. We were talking about this last night. I was actually saying to the lads on the Sunday game, it's very hard in all of those games, but I was like, can we please just try to actually highlight how good they've been and how close they've come? Jackie, look at the group they were in. I mean, they were very, very unlucky the first day up in the athletic grounds where they had to go in. And like, I think it was only a last-minute goal, really, it that, was. Yeah. that robbed them of, yeah, a, of, won that of, of a result. They obviously you, it got away from them against Galway. I think, did they have a man sent off right, in, right, the right, fifth, sent yeah. off, uh, in about yeah. the 50th yeah. minute? And then, obviously, Galway kind of piled it on. And then, 
arguably should have won that match yesterday. I think what Desi Dolan has done is an incredible job, given the fact that they kind of farted about the league. A lot of people thought that they might be one of those teams that would have come out of Division 3 and maybe secured their Sam Maguire Cup status regardless. So they didn't really um, show any of the form that anybody could have expected. And then when people saw the draw, everyone just assumed that they'd be fodder. And I think in fairness, they do. I know it might sound patronising, but I do think... They deserve a huge amount of credit. And I think Desi deserves a huge amount of credit. And I hope they build on it now going forward into do, 24. Do you know the only problem for them, Rory, is they get no um, reward for that. Like, so you win the yeah. Talton Cup, you find yourself in this. But yet they're actually even in a worse position going into next year because for them to come from Division 3 to get into the championship again next year, very they get point. no chance, do yeah. you know? I, so it's I, actually I, very hard <clears throat> to show the progress and continue I, it. You're spot on. And they don't have the Talton Cup as a sort of a safety net competition because they weren't in it this year as a means by which of getting back into Sam Maguire. So it is, I mean, look, it'll probably mean he'll have to put a huge focus on the league and maybe he should be doing that anyway mm. and try and improve the quality of matches that they get uh, the year the year on from that, get up to Division 2. And I think they're, like, to me, they're easily a Division 2 side anyway. You know, they should be up at that level. Yeah. What about giving credit to some of the other teams then, Tomas, that we looked at? I thought Kildare's performance yesterday against Ross Common was magnificent as well. That was probably a like, that would have been a result. To be fair, you look at the job that Davey Burke has done with Ross Common. Everybody expected Ross Common to beat Kildare in that one. That was a big result. Yeah, I think we were all uh, like it is <laughs> the crowd is fickle. I don't know what, what um, movie that was in. It changes from week to week. Like Last weekend, Jackie, I'd say 90% of people you would talk would give um, the Sam Maguire going west of the Shannon, right? And I'd say today you asked them the same thing. Eamon Sweeney, Eamon Sweeney, Eamon Sweeney is saying Dublin Kerry is home and host already there this morning, I see in the... In Dr. Conrickens Cork have it. I, I look at it <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves there now. <laughs> <laughs> but like Roscommon, we, we were talking about Roscommon and the job David Burke had done and... Yes, they got rattled by by Galway, but everybody expected them to beat Kildare. And uh, we had spoken about, I think, Kildare and Cork, um, you know, we've spoken about their lack of consistency. Um, is there enough there to see that Kildare can kick on? I certainly think they've always had the talent, whatever it is, they've always had. Um, it's a football county. And yesterday... When going down the home straight when they were under pressure and, you know, Roscommon can say that they didn't play that well, but it was Kildare who drove it on. I thought Kevin Feely was absolutely outstanding. I think, you know, we were all giving out uh, about the mark and I, I, I still give out about it and all that, but to see I thought Paul Flynn was going to have a heart attack yesterday while we were watching the matches with these 10-metre yeah. passes for marks. He was losing his marbles. Oh, well, I hate the mark in general. Right, Jackie, but I actually, I, I'd have some, I'd accept it some way, Kevin Feely's one, Havern's one, with down, you're baiting it from well outside the 45. I know Hilaire one was on the 45-yard line, but your man has to go up and catch it. And yeah, that deserves something because Canavan did make a good point. Your brother night. would have cleaned up, by the way. If he could have had that, I'm telling you, you'd have had a few more Ireland's in your pocket, throw Dara inside there in the square, you'd have cleaned up on it. Oh, you couldn't throw him in full flower. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't that nimble, Jackie. <laughs> Catch a ball, all right. But, yeah. but it was. It was a huge win. I think 
they got great confidence out of it. The big question for them, they don't have a, a home venue. New Bridge isn't there for yep. them next week. But I mean, where do they go, Tomas? Where do they go? They went to they back went to, where, back to Tullamore, Rory. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they should. They certainly should be going out to like Kenny anyway. Yeah. yeah, when you win a big game, you you feel good about it. You feel good about the build up and everything and the pitches and being the surroundings are all the same. So I'd say, and Tullamore is a lovely surface. I'd say they have no issue going there at all. At all. Uh, but the players, like they had put up with a good bit of, of slack, the management throughout the early part of the season, they were up and down like yo-yos. So that win was absolutely huge for Kildare. It was a win I didn't see coming. Um, but you'd, you'd have to give them a chance. Like they are a team that can either hit really, really hot or cold. Um, ben McCormick was outstanding for them. Uh, but Feely was the, the guy to, to kick that score and to bring them there. That was It was it was fierce, but Ross Common will be disappointed with it I think they're the games we we said they've they've done everything kind of they've done um they've won kind of championships they've won taken scalps with Mayo with Galway and it's from here on in it would be a disappointing end for the season for Ross Common if they were to 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 lose to Cork next week um because I do think for that team they need to make the step up into the into quarterfinal semi-final territory if they are to to progress I, I think the biggest, the big, great thing about yesterday's game was it was you could see from the start that uh, obviously it was a must-win game for Kildare. It was feisty on the sideline. You know there was plenty of variables going on between the various managers. There was some decisions in the game that were probably questionable. Kildare missed the mark, the first black card. Like Alex Bourne, like with an all due respect, what a goal! You know, ball bounces up, hits it on the volley. Oh yeah, uh, wild work goal. Yeah. He kicks a point. And then gets a very harsh black card. And Kildare then had the second black card when Hulan went off. So they had to cope. They like they, they lost that period, I think, one three to nothing. Um, but do, should should Ross Common have piled a bit more on in that period, Wheelow? They absolutely they should have. And they should have had five minutes where they an extra and you, you know, the guys were saying in commentary, Mark McHugh was saying push up, squeeze, push up, squeeze. Uh, they probably didn't do as, enough damage, but they still got one three. They still got back into the game. So Kildare had to deal with that kind of. There was I felt when Roscommon got back level that it was a real question for Kildare about their character, about their resilience, and about their confidence. And they kind of answered that in the second half because you had fearful that in that first ten or fifteen minutes you could see that they had a bit of energy, they had a bit of momentum, they were playing with a bit of belief. They had their best players back on the field as well. They had Feely back, they had Daniel Flynn back. They've good forwards, you know. Okay, they're missing Mick O'Grady in, in in the corner, but uh, I thought they showed brilliant resilience in the second half because they could have easily the team lacking confidence. They could have when they went behind, they could have easily kind of folded the tent and Ross Common could have kicked on but they showed a lot of resilience and you've always felt there's a performance in Kildare and I think their biggest challenge now is consistency the draw has been good to them Monaghan Kildare geez lads that's a that's a 50-50 game uh, you can never write Monaghan off and Kildare are inconsistent both of them both of them have inconsistencies and and, and any any one of them could come out on top and they'll be in a quarter final they both only won one game <clears throat> that's the I think they met. I think they met in a Super Eights group game. It was a good game, I think. Four years ago, and I think it finished a draw, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah, very much 50-50. Mm. The other game we haven't mentioned, Tomas, is Donegal Tyrone, and you look at the turnaround from Donegal. I mean, like crisis. There was lots of words being used up yeah. there, and suddenly 
they're one game away from being in a quarterfinal as well. You know, it's 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 insane what they've managed to do and the job that they've done to turn things around there has been remarkable. Yeah, I think they deserve huge credit. I think early on in the season it was a lot of stuff going on in the background. There was a lot of anger above there. I don't know if that sorted or near sorted yet, uh, but that wasn't the issue with the county team. The county team had to go out and perform and it wasn't happening for them. And uh, there was some terrible displays during the league. Um, you know, I think when you lose a player like Michael Murphy, it's going to have an impact. Um, you know, you had um, McHugh as well was gone. I think Mc, the two of them were possibly uh, the Mc two Mc most Mc Mc players Mc Mc the last Mc number of years. McBrearty um, got injured. Yeah, and it, it's like... Oh, I think they turned a corner and the quality is there. They have certain players that can, we were watching it on Saturday, Wheelow, and their long range kicking was outstanding. Their defense was more organized, was structured. They have pattern inside and goal. Tactically, they got it right. Um, but there's a good feeling there. They play that second, you know, and it's something like, there's always a game you might look back and you'd say, they might be looking at Ennis and they would say, yeah, we got a spark in that second half and something happened there. And since then, they have they have performed very well. And I don't think they'll be fearful of, of anybody coming down the tracks there. Gallon is playing very well inside. Um, he was marked well the last day uh, by Monaghan, but I don't. I think everybody would have picked Monaghan coming in against Donegal the last day. And that's not the way it is. They just pushed hard. They were aggressive. I think, um, you know, you'd have to give Monaghan credit for the year that they've had, and they've had some big wins as well, uh, big performances against Derry. But for Donegal to go out and, and bait him, you know, four or five points, it was a good... I know that Monaghan kind of got close at the end, missed a couple of chances, could have been way closer, but Donegal uh, were impressive on the night, yeah, for sure. Mm. Fascinating championship to look forward to next weekend. Galway, Mayo, Donegal, Tyrone, Kildare, Monaghan and Cork, Ross Common. Before we finish off, lads, the Talton Cup semi-finals this weekend as well, which, you know, look, as Rory said, they are going to get primetime television on Sunday afternoon, which I'm sure some people will uh, have problems with, given that some of the other games may not be available on terrestrial television. But Croke Park is going to host a double header, and it's going to be a double header between Meath and Antrim and Down and Leash. And Rory, it seems to me this was written in the stars that Andy McEntee was going to come up against his, his old team. And to like from a long way out, you got a sense that this was going to be a story that that might just happen. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it does it adds a little a level of intrigue into that fixture, which I think will be. Some way interesting for the neutral observers. The Talchin Cup, I think, has been completely lost this year, Jackie. Um, I always felt it didn't need a round robin phase. Certainly didn't need that. It's a kind of a short, sharp shock type tournament if you were going to try and grasp any sort of attention or gain any kind of profile. It might lift a little bit this weekend. They're not exactly the most um, appealing of fixtures, let's be perfectly honest. Down versus Leash, I'm not too sure what kind of a crowd is going to go in to watch it. Um, but look, it's a great opportunity, certainly, for the four teams to make sure that they can get safe passage into Sam Maguire next year. And I think in a development stage, which Down are and Leash potentially, Andy McEntee in his first year in charge, I think, they will certainly see it like that. I think it would be a big, big kick in the backside from um, 
from a Colm O'Rourke perspective, if he were to quote lose, so there'd be a bit of pressure attached to that from a Mead perspective. Mm-hmm. So that might 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 fire some level of public interest, but I'm not entirely sure about it. And I definitely would question the fact that the two games are taking precedence on a Sunday. I understand the necessity for second tier competitions. Absolutely agree with it, but um, this is. Will this will definitely be something that will have to be tweaked if they are to persist with this type of calendar going forward? What do you think, Tomas? Because you've obviously been involved with this competition with the Offaly footballers. And I was listening to some of the comments coming out of Antrim after their victory and some of their players saying they were just delighted to get the chance to play in Croke Park. First time in 75 years, they'd won four championship games on the bounce. And just the positivity coming from them about the opportunity that it presents, that can't be ignored either. Well, you're playing knockout football, Jackie, in the summer uh, against teams that you have a chance of winning. And I think there's an acceptance there that they're not good enough in the All-Ireland Senior Championship. They, um, they get their chance at it and, and awfully did very well. They took out meat this year. Um, you have Leash, who, who have turned their season around. You have Division Four teams who now are playing well in the Talton Cup. So it gives them, they have more than what they had in that Division 4. I think it is a hugely important competition. I think it's vital for the progression that they make. I think if you look at right now, Cavan would have been highly fancied to come out of it this year. They've been turned over by, by Down. Everybody's now saying that it's a great opportunity for Meat. And I would say that Down will fancy their chances against Meat. And that's not discounting the other teams that are still left in it. But look what it's done for Leash. Had Leash not had the the Talton Cup, they would have been it would have been a disaster of a season for them as well. And um, so the the now the pluses there are other things happening in the background. Is it fully bought into by all the teams? I do know that certain fellas head off to America, so they'd be down three or four players. But at the same time, it is brilliant. The other side of it is what Ori was just talking about them a tweak here or there. But I think the general yeah. idea of the Talton Cup is absolutely brilliant. And it gives you, like, when you see what Westmead achieved, and uh, we played with Offaly, we played against Westmead last year, and the strength and conditioning of them, the physicality of them, they had to, they were in the group that they were in against three of the most physical teams in the country, and every single one of them, um, they pushed them to the very, very limit. So I do think, yeah, there probably is a gap towards the lower end of the teams in Talton. For I think it's a very good competition. I think it will get better, but I think... As the, as the GA might tweak situations and players buy into that a little bit more to be more successful. And I also just say that I thought it was hilarious last night. One of the performances of the weekend, and we didn't mention it, was Dara Canavan, who yes. was absolutely lightning. To be fair, uh, Paul Flynn was dying to, to, he was dying to mention it, and he just right, didn't get a chance. Peter was embarrassed to do it, I think. One ball, or like you don't have a guy like that back defending. Um, and I was, and we didn't, I suppose, mention Terry, um, Jackie that much either. And I know it was a one sided battle, but uh, it is very, I challenge anybody to pick out a winner right now for the All Ireland. It's, mm. it's that wide open, and but it's, you're, it's, yeah. But you're spot on. Like, I mean, Derek Canavan is up there with Clifford for me, Jackie. I mean, yeah. it's just, he turned Kevin Maguire. He was a good full back now. He just turned him inside out there for one score off his left. And you're going, you know, it was so audacious. And you were saying, you've no right to take the shot on. 
bang yeah. over the bar. It's he's an he's an extraordinary talent. I said to Peter yesterday we were watching the matches, and obviously it's the two lads involved now, which is very difficult to be a yeah. father of an intercounty player and then have to sit on the television and talk about them. And I said, do you find it hard? And he said, no, not really. And I was like, okay, right. And then I was like, tell, tell me more, you know? And he said, oh, I just don't talk to them. And I was like, all right, okay. Like, <laughs> it's fascinating. I was like, and then as Tomas says, the first thing he does is turn him over for saying, why weren't you defending better on this lad when the chap scored 10 points and got man of the match? Uh, small fellas, small fellas who, who like physical football are dangerous. Like he's got all the skill set, but they're the most dangerous fellas I always found he, as he, a defender. Never seen a player that is cut off his dad so much. Yeah. Just when you watch him in terms of his behaviors, the way he carries the ball, the that low center of gravity. It's just, it's like it's just like watching his, it's his a dad clone. It's a clone, like yeah. Yeah. Oh, lads, look, we could talk about them all day long, but we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, it's fascinating. Can't wait for the weekend. Uh, thanks so much for being with us, Tomas O'Shea, here on Whelan. Myself and Rory will be back uh, on Thursday to look ahead to a mammoth weekend. We will chat to you all then. So there's the whistle, it's over.